third eye sights. Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Sipes. I am your host, Natalia of Earth, and this is a podcast where we talk about, first and foremost, spirituality, spiritual topics, any topics that have to do with spirituality or what you perceive to be spirituality, and personal development, personal growth, self-discovery, self-exploration, self-realization, the realization that the self is not the self that we think it is. Other than that, this is a podcast where we talk about random things like conspiracy theories, aliens, ETs, ghosts, um, (laughs) anything else. Okay, I'm in a mood, guys. Let's get into this episode. I'm sorry we did not do an episode last week, but if this is your first time, don't make it your last. Check out the previous episodes. We got some good topics. We have some good convos, and we will continue to have really great convos in the future. Um, this week, we're talking about the eternal loneliness. It's not as depressing as it seems, and it's very natural, actually. And we are going to de-depress it. Debunk the depression. The depressive? The depression? De-depress? Debunk? You know what I'm getting at. Okay, I just tried finding a video, and I recorded this intro already. Um, I tried finding a video that I recorded back in, like, 20, 2017. I don't know why I don't have the video. I feel like I might have deleted it because it ended up not being anything, but I should have kept it. I don't know why I, I don't know why I do these things, guys. I should have kept it, but otherwise, other, anyways, anyways... Uh, the reason why I was looking for this video is because I wanted to quote myself back in 2017. I don't know an exact quote, um, but I just wanted to hear my perspective on my personal loneliness back in 2017, because this is something that I've struggled with for quite some time now. And I think that maybe around that time is when it was brought to my awareness that this was something that I was experiencing. Um, I think like the more self-aware I became, I became, I realized, like, what was really going on inside of me, um, and it's developed into, like, many different things, different ideas, different perspectives, um, so I kind of just wanted to see where I was at at that time, but basically, what this, what this eternal loneliness is that I'm talking about is this per the let me tell me if you relate okay i'm just gonna tell you from my experience because i can't speak very vague like i can't speak broadly i can't speak for everyone even though i do feel like it is something that a lot of people experience um it's basically the feeling of feeling lonely in a crowded room and it's deeper than that guys it's deeper than that <laughs> um i am an only child i by blood i'm an only child And my mom dated somebody for, like, about five years who had a bunch of kids who I kind of grew up with during that time. So I kind of have a sister and a brother um, that I consider my sister and my brother. They're not blood, but I grew up with them being my sister and my brother, so I really do consider them like that. But other than that, after the five years were done, like, I was 
back again by myself, even though I kind of, kind of kept, like, I keep in contact with my sister. I still keep in contact with my brother, but he's older than me, so I'm not gonna freaking talk to him every day. But, um, yeah, so I, I got to experience sibling, siblinghood for a bit, um, but otherwise, my entire life, I have been an only child. And I feel like, when I was a kid, I never felt, like, I don't remember ever feeling lonely. Like, I don't ever feel, remember wishing that I had a sibling. Maybe I did, but it wasn't strong enough for me to remember that. Um, and then, around the time that I was, like, a preteen, I would say, I was going through a lot of stuff in life, and that really made me feel alone. I mean, like, it's the same as, like, if you're getting bullied or, like, um, there's just, like, home stuff going on, like, that's just something that you feel, you feel very alone, no one understands, especially as a teenager, like, no one understands me type of thing, um, and that was just something I was experiencing, and that was a part of what, what I was going through, how I was dealing and coping with what was happening, um, and then as I got older, and I took myself out of this mental state of, like, being in just such a rut from all of that, I still had this feeling. And even though I kind of, and, but this also has to go hand in hand with, like, I moved around a lot, so I never really kept long-term friendships. So I feel like that also started tying, like, a lot of things started tying into it as I got older, like, not having friends, like, real friends. Um, even though I had, like, some, like, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like, com like, completing, I want to say, or, like, fulfilling, there you go, it didn't feel fulfilling, <laughs> but then as I got into my spiritual path, and I started realizing all of this stuff, it felt even more lonely, and I feel like a lot of people on the spiritual path experience this, because it's, like, you know something, everybody else doesn't, and it's, like, no one else is experiencing the world like you are. Like, no one... But this is also true, too, and this is why I'm, like, kind of debunking it and we're talking about this, is because, like, how you feel is very valid. Like, it's it's very natural as part of the human condition. Like, I feel like 100% loneliness is part of the human condition, and we'll get more into that. Um, but, of course, when, you know, you're starting to learn these things and you kind of, like become isolated from the rest of, like you don't want to be with the rest of the group just because like everybody's talking about things that literally do not matter and it's not like spiritual like I don't want to say like spiritual things matter the most like that's not what I'm saying <laughs> but like kind of <laughs> but like kind of no um but it's like that's just how you feel like you don't want to talk about like the fucking Kardashians or like who's buying this and when this is coming out and, like, all this stuff that literally, like, it's, like, fleeting, you know? Everything here is just fleeting. It's nothingness. Like, it's not... It doesn't pertain to your personal growth, I guess, or, like, your your journey of self-realization. And I feel like that's, like, just something that automatically happens once you start the journey. And, like, dude, you can even look to, it's, like, symptoms of spiritual ascension or, like, something like that. Like, s symptoms of spiritual awakening. Like, signs you're spiritually awakening. Like, all these freaking blog posts or, like, Instagram posts that you see a, a symptom or a sign is always, like, you can't relate to others anymore. Or, like, 
um, you're shutting yourself out or you're not friends with the people you used to be. Like, this is such a common thing. Um, and I feel like, well, that's what I started experiencing once I started that journey. And then it just, like, I feel like that's how it's, like, permanently started, I guess. But I really wanted to get to, like, the root of it because I, once I started becoming more devoted and more devotional and reading, like, very devotional, like, very devotional pieces, like, things dedicated to God, about God, um, I started realizing, and then I even read this in, like, books, too, and I remember reading these in multiple spiritual books and personal development books that were based on the idea of that there is a God, um, that you are never lonely, basically. And this wasn't, like, and I heard this, and this is something that, like, I kept trying to, like, convince myself, because it is, it is true, I would say, but it's not something that I could have that I could have accepted 100%. Like, I don't know. It's not like, I'm like, yes, okay, I'm never alone. But it's not like something I actually feel. You know, it's like kind of like fake it till you make it. Um, or like you're just trying to keep convince, convincing yourself of something, but you don't actually believe it. So it's like something within you still like, mm. um, that's basically what it was. So like in books, I would read like, you know, you're literally like in the ever presence of God. Like, God is everywhere, God is everything, like, you essentially are God, um, so how could you be alone? How, and I think I wrote this, I think I wrote this somewhere, it was like, I, I can't even quote myself, but because I just think I wrote it, but it was like, how can I feel so alone, oh my god, in, like, a world, I think I wrote this in my zine, I don't know, <laughs> I wrote this somewhere, how can I feel so alone in a, in a world that only... I have no freaking idea. I've, I've, I wrote this somewhere. If you know the freaking quote and you read my stuff, let me know where it's written <laughs> because I really don't know. But basically what I was trying to say is like, how do I, how can I feel so alone when I'm in a world that never leaves me alone, basically? Like you are never alone and it's because you're in this presence of God always and I know that to be true. Like, it's just like, okay, yeah, I get that. But then why do I still feel like this? And, and that is when it comes down to this eternal loneliness that I'm talking about. And it's not like, it's not even like I feel, I feel lonely in a crowded room. Like I can feel both. Like I can feel lonely in a crowded room, but I could also feel like part of the room at the same time. And I feel like it's just because I will always feel like, I am by myself, like, I am alone, because I am always with myself. Like, I, the voice in my, like, I don't have multiple voices in my head. Like, I, I only have my own voice in my head. I only talk to myself in my head when I go to sleep. I'm with myself. When I wake up, I'm with myself. And I guess you could say, like, oh, well, if you wake up next to someone, you're technically not alone. But it's, like, you're con like, you're always with your own consciousness. You're not with somebody else's consciousness inside of you. Like, you're only seeing the world from your perspective. People can share their perspectives with you and you can, like, understand them and say, oh, yeah, I see what you're, what you're talking about or how you see things. But no matter what, you're always seeing things out of your own consciousness, out of your own perspective. And I feel like, 
in that way that has made me always feel alone because I mean it's true like you are always by yourself because you're with yourself like you are only you and that's how I personally feel like I can feel alone in a crowded room because like like I'm I don't know and I think this also comes hand in hand with me also being an only child and me being alone most of the time growing up like I'm kind of my own best friend. Like, I talk to myself. I've brought myself through things. Like, I don't know. So, it's like when I'm in a crowded room, like, I'm talking to everybody. I'm a part of it. Like, I feel a part of it if I'm in it like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, it was only me in that room, kind of. Like, with those people. I don't know how to explain it. If you know what I'm feeling, you feel me. Um... But, okay, so then I said I started digging deeper into this, right? And I started hearing that other people were experiencing this. And I think it really started turning around when, and this was even before I became very, like, devoted into into devotional teachings. Um, Even before, like, when I started my spiritual path, I wasn't really, like, I didn't really care for God. Like, that was never, like, not that I didn't care for God, it was just, like, it wasn't really, like, the main thing that I was focused on. Like, I was really focused on, like, wow, this freaking universe is trippy. This reality is trippy. Like, sacred geometry, um, synchronicities, like, things like, like, everything very tangible. That's what I was more concerned with because that is what brought me into the spiritual realm. Like, before I started this path, like, I was at a point where I was like strictly atheist like there was nothing like I couldn't even believe that was there was anything just because I was at this very low point in my life and I feel like you know you can't go any lower when you're at the lowest point you can't get any lower you can only go up and from there that's when I found my spiritual path but I needed very physical things I needed very tangible things to bring me out from that frequency basically that state to show me, like, no, there is something more. Like, there is something more. It is here for you. Like, you are about to embark on something crazy. And that's the same thing with, like, humans or very, you know, left-brained kind of thinking. You know, we need some sort of proof. If we cannot see it with our eyes, like, if there is not solid proof that it exists, like, we're not going to believe it, basically. So, that's what I needed to pull me out of that state, to put me into this path. And, the more I, you know, in, embraced that and looked into it and, and focused my life on it, it started, I started learning, I just started learning more and more. And this is like, this is the same thing when you dive into any topic or get into anything in general. Like, it's just the evolution of it. And it eventually brought me out of like, I don't even care about like sacred drowns. You're like, yeah, all of these signs that god exists that this spiritual realm exists like it's amazing the solid proof the physical proof that you can't deny in this reality like it is amazing but like i like i know it exists like i've experienced it i love it but that's not like that's not my focus anymore like i could care less about those very physical things like i could care less about the physicality of things um but that's just the evolution of that right so i think even in between that phase of me getting out of you know, this physical and more into devotional in between there. I don't know. I kept feeling like, I kept feeling really like alone. I would say lonely, but it was a very different loneliness. It was a loneliness like something was missing. 
and it was it's very strong it's very overpowering and overwhelming and it was like I'm not lonely for somebody like I don't want somebody like that's not what this loneliness is it's a loneliness of like something is missing from me or from my life and I don't know how to describe it I don't know what it is I just know that I'm um yearning for it basically that I am hungry for whatever it is that I am like craving whatever it is and but it was a very deep sadness like I it it wasn't with me and I want it I want it so bad and I think that maybe I started like I randomly started seeing things or like seeing what people were talking about I don't know really because it's very scattered like the information that I I've read and learned but um I remember reading something, talking about, um, kind of this, the eternal loneliness in a way, but it talked about, um, the first heartbreak and the first heartbreak is the moment that we take our first breath, that we are first born. And that heartbreak is basically when we as a soul detach from oneness that we become separate in a way that we gain consciousness that we gain physicality and we are no longer part of the one basically brahman as we as i should say um and that is the first heartbreak because like it's basically like your first love like it's a part of you it is you and you are being separated from it. And you're gaining all these human senses of, you know, survival, sadness, happiness, you know, love. Like, all of these emotions, but also very, like, dark emotions too. Anger. Like, these aren't things that are experienced within oneness. Nothing, essentially, is experienced in oneness. It just is, right? It's just endless space, I guess you could say. But when you're separated from it, it's like this, it's like the umbilical cord of your soul is cut from God. And whatever I was reading, I don't, and I tried looking through my phone because I, I thought I had screenshotted what I had read or something. I don't know where I read this, but it's something that'll always stay with us until we merge with one again. And that is what that eternal loneliness is inside of it. It could be very dull within people. Like, some people be, could be so invested in this physical realm, in this physical reality, that they don't really feel it. Like, maybe sometimes they'll feel lonely, but then, like, they don't know why. But um, overall, like, I feel like a majority of people who are very invested in this 3D realm don't feel it as much as those on the spiritual path, because... Those on the spiritual path kind of already know, kind of already know what's up, right? <laughs> um, but it made, when I read that, it made so much sense to me. Because also during that time, I think I was really starting to learn about God and like what God actually is opposed to what I was taught God was, which is like this guy in the sky or like, I didn't really know how to perceive God outside of what I was taught like I, I think my whole life I was always searching for what actually God was and how it even exists but um 
and I felt it. Like, I resonated so much with what that said because when I read that, it was like, the fir- it was like the first heartbreak, you know, you're detached. I'm like, why does this feel like this is the truth of what I'm experiencing? Because I'm not, I don't want company. Like, I'm not asking for, like, I'm, I'm not like, oh, I'm so lonely. I need friends or like, I need people around me. Like, that's not it. It's like, I would always say like, I want to go home. And I didn't know why I would say that because I never really, I never really had a home. (laughs) No, but like I've had this, I've had this idea in my head that, not idea in my head, but more of like, I've never really considered a place home after a long time. I've never stayed in a place long enough. Like, maybe, like, my childhood home I would consider home, and then when I moved from there, I considered, like, oh, I miss home, that would be home, but then when I moved from that place and et cetera, et cetera, like, all of these places that I left or lived in, like, I never, I was there for such a short amount of time that I couldn't consider it home. So, as I got older and then during this point, like, I would always think, like, I just want to go home or I miss home. And then when I heard myself say that, because this is something that I was truly feeling and thinking, I, I had to question it. I was like, what am I talking about home? Like, what home? What are you talking about? And I didn't know. Like, I just, I knew that there was some place that I was supposed to be or that I was initially at that I have left and want to go back to. And when then, when I read that, it's like, dude, everything makes so much more sense now. And that's why I feel like there is this eternal loneliness. Like, we will always feel lonely. And it's because of this detachment that we have from source itself. I found something that Deepak Chopra wrote on on loneliness. Let me see if I can find it. See, I was trying to look at, I looked up the first heartbreak, separation from oneness. It's not freaking, nothing's popping up. (laughs) I don't know where I read that, but it's freaking true, guys. Okay, so this article that he wrote, I think he wrote this, he, yeah, he did actually write this article. Um, he's really just talking about, like, this loneliness that people experience, but this is kind of around the realm of what I'm talking about. Um, this subheading of in within the article is called Connecting to the Self Who Isn't Lonely. He says, healing loneliness requires more than simply seeking out company. As you've probably experienced, you can feel lonely in the middle of a crowd, at a holiday party, or with a group of caring friends. The root of loneliness isn't the absence of other people, but an inner absence. You don't have a centered awareness of your true self. Your true self is your spirit, which is infinite and eternal. Its qualities include love, compassion, equanimity, joy, creativity, intuition, pure potentiality, and bliss. When you're established in the awareness of your true self, you feel lovable and connected, whether you're in a packed stadium or spending a quiet afternoon by yourself. At the most basic level, the company you enjoy the most is your own. Loneliness, on the other hand, is the condition of feeling negative about your own company and therefore requiring other people to fill that inner lack. Yes, I feel like I agree with this 100%. However, towards the end, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, 
feeling negative about your own company because you can freaking feel fine in your own company like you and I know what he means basically what he means is by feeling negative about your own company and I've met plenty of people like this where they can't be alone they literally and they've told me like there and you know people like this people have said it like people say it nonchalantly because like this is truly how they feel like it is a part of their everyday experience and they'll say oh I can't be alone like I have to be playing music or like I have to invite somebody over I have to call a friend like I don't know I I just can't be alone and somebody and, and I've heard this from multiple people but one person that I heard this from even took it further to explain it and said that like they don't want to be alone with their own thoughts and their own thoughts is basically themselves their inner dialogue the things that's going on in their mind in their consciousness in their head right and some people can't be with that. And this is because, like, um, well, a lot of people who feel like that have gone through things, have feel, like, feel certain ways, experienced trauma that they haven't worked through. And so they relive these memories, these traumas, or even, like, just this negative self-talk or these types of perceptions that they have about themselves within themselves and then it's just like on blast on repeat when they're by themselves like of course you wouldn't want to be alone if that's the case but then that's where the inner work comes in and you freaking get rid of it but I think that's basically what he means by you don't want to be like you can't be with yourself um but if you can be with yourself and you still feel alone because I can be with myself. Like I actually love being by myself, but not like I just love being my by myself. I love being by myself with my thoughts. And there was a time, and I should freaking go back to doing this, but there was a time where I would literally set aside time for contemplation. And this was literally on my schedule, like have time for contemplation. And I would set aside like 20 minutes to just sit there in with nothing and no music playing, not, not on my phone, like literally nothing sitting there deconstructing my thoughts, my feelings, the way I perceive things. Like, why do I feel this way? Why do I see things this way? And then I'll get down to the root cause of things and kind of break down a bunch. Of, and I've done so much inner work just by doing that. But a lot of people don't want to do that. So if you want to do that, go ahead and do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, why, why did I start talking about that? That is just like, I don't know. I like being alone. I like doing that because, I don't know, I like doing the inner work. I like knowing, I like becoming my greatest version. And I like you guys becoming your greatest version. So I think this is a great, this is a great task for you guys. I'm giving you homework. Set aside for contemplation. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, that's just overall, that is why I feel like this is something that I, I will probably always experience. And it has nothing to do with what I'm experiencing in this outside world and like okay so then I thought there are times where I feel this more strongly than other times and I think I don't want to say it's like I feel it less when I'm more in my spiritual practice and I'm praying more and I'm in tune more I don't know maybe I think this is something I'm going to like, this is something I'm going to observe, but, um, I want to say so just because I am always like now, now that I realize that there is a God 
And this is funny because, like, this podcast is, not, like, to convince you that there's a God. Like, I'm talking, like, this podcast is from my perspective. And I'm telling you, there's a God. So, literally, like, okay, now I'm no longer in a conversation with myself. I am constantly in a conversation with God. So, in that aspect, I don't feel alone because I feel like I'm always talking to somebody else. Like, even in these thoughts in my head, like, sometimes I, like, watch the thoughts in my head because I'll say something and I'm like, oh, my bad. Like, I didn't mean to think that, like, don't... <laughs> even though, like, God knows your true thoughts. Like, whether you try to explain yourself or not, like, you don't have to explain yourself. Like, God knows everything. But, um, even with that, I think that maybe, I don't know. I think I kind of battle with both. And... A lot of my loneliness has a lot to do with this physical reality. Beyond the spiritual aspect of being detached from God, etc., etc., a lot of my loneliness does come from being alone most of my life, and then also being on the spiritual path where I feel like I can't relate to a lot of people. And even though, like, I'll meet people, like, very like-minded people, especially on social media, like, you guys follow me, you guys reach out to me, and we have really deep conversations in my DMs. Like, I love when you guys DM me. Like, I have so many of you guys, and I just read through past conversations because, like, random people that I never even talked to, like, hey, I heard your podcast, and I like your perspective on this, and blah, 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 and then we get into, like, this crazy thing where it's, like, me and you are both on the same page when it comes to certain things, and... That absolutely doesn't make me feel alone because I know that there's people out, like, I watch videos of people, like, one of my favorite YouTubers is Dakota of Earth, and he says the most out, I don't want to say outlandish, but things that I thought only I felt, or I thought I only thought, and when he says that, I'm like, dude, this guy's literally speaking my mind, like, I, that's what, and that's why he's one of my favorite, because it's like, I, I can't even begin, like, I need to meet him, but anyways, um, yes. In that way, I do know that there are people that I could relate to and that I could have conversations with and that I'm on the same page with. And even if I had all of these people around me as personal friends that I see all the time that I hang out with all of the time, actually, I don't know. I don't know if I would feel as alone or as lonely I don't know because I've never experienced it. So I can't say, but I feel like then I would only feel that eternal loneliness. <laughs> I'm like trying to get all technical with it. Um, I don't know, but even I've experienced having somebody on the same page with me all of the time for a good amount of time. And even then, I still felt like I was alone. And I feel like that, I don't know. I feel like that, that will be my downfall. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think there's a lot of factors to it, guys. But I, uh, I think that overall, it is this innate loneliness that we all have because of our detachment. And I think, yeah, it is, like, and maybe it is what Deepak Chopra says, that I don't know the true self, but it's, like, the knowing of the true self. The knowing of the true self is self-realization. And I feel like you will never truly know 
And when you do know, you're not going to be in this physical, like, you can't know. <laughs> it's not meant for you to know. Like, you could spend this whole life, and you, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. About knowing, right? You can go and spend this whole life trying to figure it out. And I figured this out a while ago because I was trying to get super left brain with it. Like, oh no, I, <laughs> I talked about this before, but I took acid once and I spent all night trying to figure out the reason, the reasons why humanity exists, why this whole human experience is happening. And I broke it. I spent hours, like I had math equations for some reason. Like I literally do not know what the hell I was breaking down, but I had come to the realization, I, I did a whole episode on this, the reason of humanity. You, you gotta look back at it. Um, but basically, I had, I had come to the realization that humans are gonna try to figure out everything. And we're not gonna figure out everything. But the point that we do get to the point where we're about to figure out everything and there's only one thing left that we have to figure out, that one thing left that we have to figure out is why we split from God. That was the last question of humanity. That's what I had realized. I don't know if this is the truth. I think I debunked this when I did an episode on this too because I was like, I don't know if that's actually the truth. But um, once that question is realized, then we know everything and then we can no longer live in the physical dimension. And, it's, and I kind of related it to the movie Lucy where she learns every single thing and to the point where she learned every single thing she freaking disintegrated and turned into everything she morphed back basically with oneness with god so there's so many factors to it but anyways that's what i'm saying like i feel like i'm like what he said like you don't know the true self but then again like i feel like you won't know the true self to know the true self is to know god god is the true self and once you, like, you can't know God, you can't perceive God. This is why we have, like, literal forms of God. This is why in Hinduism, there are, a, like, over a hundred gods, because it's, like, it's all one. There's, it's just, like, these forms that we need to attach to in order to understand things, because we're so 3D, we're so dense that we need something dense to latch onto in order to understand something that's not so dense so this was actually a topic that i was gonna get into in its own episode but i have this like literally on my list and it has to do with the causal versus the physical and this is what i wrote and i'm gonna this is what i wrote in my notes but i'm gonna kind of you know break it down from there i said in reality we know we're one, but continue with our days. We get upset. We differentiate things, um, et cetera. Like, we just, like, we say, like, oh, yeah, we know we're one. Like, I know I'm one with God. I know we are all one. We are all part of the same thing. I know about the flower of life. You know, I know we are all connected, right? And we can say that, but then at the end of the day, you know, we're still working our jobs. We're still eating food. We're still having sexual desires. We're still having... You know, we get upset about things, we get happy about things, we get sad about things, you know, we argue, even though we know that we're one, right? But we still very much experience these physical emotions, these human experiences. 
And then I was saying that this is opposed to the causal realm. And the causal realm is overall the last realm of dimensions. Now, I'm going to freaking talk about this, guys. If you have not read the autobiography of Paramahamsa Yogananda, you must, okay? This is probably on everybody everybody's spiritual read list. Like, if you look up, like, best spiritual books to, like, this will always be one of the books to read. And if there's anything that you can take from this book, if there's anything that I took from this book, was this one chapter on the different dimensions and the causal reality. This entire book, he talks about his life. It's an autobiography. This whole book is his life. How he became a guru, how he opened up his schools. Like, it's an autobiography. It's about his life. And within that, he talks about all the miracles his guru did, meeting his guru, the things he's experienced. But there's this one chapter where his guru is basically resurrected, right? Like, he dies, but he comes back to full form. Like, and he was like, what the hell? Like, he freaks out because he's like, dude, you literally died. Like, and then his guru breaks down these dimensions to him about the physical, the astral, and the causal. And if you know spiritual things, if you're in this point in your path, you have seen diagrams of the human body, and it'll show you the physical body, the astral body, and the causal body. And these are the different energetical bodies that we're basically holding within this physical form, I would say, right? So, like, you go to sleep, you're in the astral realms. Like, that is the astral realm. Astral realm is the realm of thought, right? Things happen faster. You can think something and it's instant. If you're in a dream and you lucid dream, you realize that you're in a dream, you can make whatever you want happen. You can think something and it'll appear. You can think, like, to you can fly. You can fly. You can literally think anything and it happens instantly. This is the astral realm. This is the astral body that you are basically inhabiting at the moment and you're essentially in the astral realm doing whatever it is that you're doing in your dream, right? But then there's the causal realm. And this is basically the last realm before you merge with oneness. And it's kind of like, like, we have so much karma. Like, I'm gonna talk about, we're gonna do an episode on karma. And I had mentioned in, not last week's episode, but two two weeks ago, the previous episode before this one, I ended the episode by saying your desires are meant to be fulfilled. And we're going to talk about this when it comes down to karma. Um, but I'm not going to get into that in that this episode. However, I will kind of tell you that we do have a lot of karma to burn up and that's why we have these three different bodies. Like, it ain't that easy. And that's why it's like, man, what... I always say, like, I don't even care. Like, I could die right now. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, but overall, like, I'm not going to off myself. And this one, I feel like I've talked about this on this episode. Like, I'm so done with this physical reality, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, kill myself. One, because, like, and this sounds so, this sounds so morbid, but I'm literally not meaning this in a morbid way at all. Um, because then it just sets you back. Like, you've heard, like, I don't know if it's in, like, like, in Christian perspectives, too, it's, like, if you kill yourself, you go to hell or something, um, but it's like that in almost every religion and every spiritual realm or, like, perspective, every spiritual practice, suicide is so talked against, and, like, I never understood why, but I kind, I understand why now, 
And it's like, I'm not gonna, like, I'm trying to get out of this physical reality, guys. And, like, that's why, like, am I really a devotee? Am I really a bhakta? Like, do I, like, I don't know. I have, like, mixed feelings about it. You guys know me. But, um, I want out. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. I want out. But I kind of don't want out at the same time. Like, is that weird? Um, but the part of me that does want out isn't gonna off herself because she knows that if she does, all she's gonna do is set herself back and keep herself in this physical realm. And that is not the freaking plan. Like, my plan is, like, gain as much awareness as possible so I can get out. <laughs> but I don't know. That's just me, guys. But anyways, it's crazy. You Read the book. Read the book. I'm sure in future episodes, I'm gonna break down more of this causal realm. Um, this astral realm. And mainly when we talk about karma. I think ne I, next week we should talk about karma. If you want to know about karma, how it works, what it means, how does it, what does it mean for you? Do you have bad karma? Are you, like, collecting good karma? Like, what is this? What is this? We're going to be talking about that next week. But, um, and then I think that's when I'll break down more of the realms. But basically what I, the point I was trying to get at is that I'm saying that, you know, we could only, like, we say that we're one, but there's a difference from saying that we know and actually knowing. And that actual knowing is the true knowledge of the self, true self-realization, which cannot be attained in this physical realm. Like it is not physically possible. And I feel like that is the yearning that I feel. Like, I just want to freaking know. <laughs> I want to know. I want to be a part of it. Like, let's do this. But, um, yeah. It is what it is, guys. It's the eternal loneliness. Um, I, I can't say that I felt lonely recently. Like, um, I, that's really the video that I was trying to watch earlier that I recorded back in 2017 is me talking about feeling lonely. Like, I was saying, like, I don't know if I feel lonely. Like, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what the hell I was saying in that video. I wish I didn't delete it. I'm pretty sure I did. But, um, I could say at this point in my life, I don't feel lonely company-wise. Like, with not having company around me. I feel like I feel lonely in the sense that I don't have, I don't have any really deep conversations about existence with anybody more recently and I had a best friend once who we would talk about crazy stuff because me and her were like on the same level and we were learning together and whatever she would find out she would tell me and whatever I would find out and we would have these really good conversations and I remember like the last time I saw her we had a conversation she was saying some crazy stuff and I was like dude, I didn't even know you were on this, like, level, like, what are you talking about right now? But it's just, it's so revitalizing, and it makes me feel, it makes me feel less alone. So, I think in the sense now that I feel lonely because I don't have these really good conversations that I could be having, but I feel like it's a personal thing, too. Like, I just don't have... I just don't have the time. <laughs> like, I'm trying to, like, I do, I'm trying to do so many things, but, um, and that's more of, like, keeping in contact with people, trying to keep relationships, and that, and that in itself, it's its own thing, and it's a personal issue that I have, but, um, overall, other than that, I think I'll always feel this innate loneliness very deep down. It's not very strong, just because of this, I feel like I have this strong connection with God, 
um, it's not as much as when I didn't have such a strong connection. And I think that if you are experiencing that loneliness that I'm talking about, that eternal loneliness, I really promote to you and want to advocate for prayer and speaking to God. Not chanting or like verbatim prayers that you read from things. Like actually having a conversation with God, with your highest of all self, right? Saying how you feel, your connection, like establishing a connection. And even like one of my gurus that I follow, uh, Paramahamsa Vishwananda, he talks about how God wants to build a connection with you. And many devotional many devotional things always say how God wants to establish a connection with you. And like you may see that as like somebody like just standing there like be my friend or like I want a connection with you like but that's not really how it is. It's this it's basically the calling. It's the calling that I write about in poetry. It's the calling back to the self, the calling back to God, the calling back to home. It's like you're detached from birth and throughout your whole life, you are only being pulled back home. It's like, and and that's why this human experience is crazy or like, I don't know. It's, it's like an endless cycle of like detachment, pull back, detach, pull back. It's like in and out. It's a pulsation of being separate than one, than separate and one. It's like, breathing consciousness it's insane and that that's what reality like not even reality like that's what this is like if you really think about it if you zoom out of everything I absolutely feel like that is what this is it is the sleeping and the awakening the sleeping and the awakening it is a black hole and then a supernova and then a black hole and a supernova It's the destruction and the creation. Literally. It's the creation, preservation, destruction, creation, preservation, destruction. The endless cycle of God. The endless cycle of the universe. The endless cycle of consciousness, reality. It's amazing. And, like, I can't even be mad. Like, I'm not mad. Like, not that I ever said that I was mad, but it's like... I'm not saying, like, I'm lonely because I'm crying out for help. Like, I'm lonely because it is my nature to be. I'm lonely because I am a human and I am experiencing this human condition and I am working my way back to oneness as I should be, as as we all are. And I think it's freaking amazing. I think it's beautiful. And I won't, I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not, I wouldn't. It is the source of my inspiration. It's the source of my art, my poetry, my words, my motivation, my personality. The reason why I am the way I am. The reason why I wake up and I act the way I do and I talk the way I do is because I am so invested in what this is that I live for it. I die for it. I live for it. I die for it. And... It's beautiful. I love it. It's crazy. It's crazy. At the end of the day, it's crazy. It's mind-boggling. It's mind-blowing. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Tell me what you think. 
Are you experiencing this or am I freaking crazy? This is why I made this podcast so I could talk about all my crazy ideas and I didn't expect anybody to listen to it. So the fact that you're actually listening to this, kudos to you. But if you can relate, let me know. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Weekend. And we'll talk next week. (laughs) All right. Peace. This episode has been brought to you by the writings of Natalia.com. Jai Ma!